Welcome to another edition of We Want to Talk About It Now. We got Stephen on to chat about the end of the year basketball awards for the Hello. NBA. Probably a little bit early to be doing this. Like most teams have like four more games, right? <laughs> yeah, they they there there's a few more. But I games don't slap, but we're we're getting what are we gonna say? I don't think that there's gonna be a whole lot of change going on though. Oh yeah, no, I think it's gonna stay about the same. Yeah. Um, I don't think my awards are gonna change. And you know, since as we always joke about, since we both have a vote, this is very important to nobody. It's insane. Uh, one thing that I will say that I have a greater appreciation for when it comes to awards is it like you get paid money for these. Like you yeah. have bonuses built in, and I think there's like a little cash prize. It's it's this is a little bit important to me because I like doing this show. So <laughs> yeah, I've so just, I keep track of this stuff. Um, so then let's hop into it. What we're gonna do, everyone, is just kind of go through from most important award to least important award, which I don't even know how you decide what which is and which is not the most well, important. But well, we did just for the purposes of doing the show we decided which ones we thought were more important than least. So so we'll start off with most improved player. And you were very adamant. So I'll let you go first, Stephen. Seemed like you had one to go with. Okay. So most improved. Um, my most improved player, I've got to say Julius Randle. Uh, that's a good one. I was going to say Alex Smith of the Washington football team because what he overcame in the NFL just transcends all sport, but you say that Julius Randle's the right answer. That's that's who's going to win it. Yeah, considering he's a basketball player and everything. Well, I mean, you know, I, I know that Alex Smith wasn't going to win most improved uh, player in the NBA, but when you said that, it was very, very clear to me because I couldn't really think of anyone. I'm just like, uh, maybe, maybe yeah. his teammate. I was thinking R.J. Barrett potentially because I feel like he has improved pretty significantly this year, but that could be because... Yeah. He's playing with Julius Randle. Yeah, it's definitely uh, in doing part to the fact that he's playing with Julius Randle. But uh, R.J. Barrett is a heck of a player. But here's my question. Was Julius Randle bad last year, or is it just a matter of the Knicks are playing that much better? He, he wasn't bad, and, and the Knicks are playing better, but he improved this year. So, uh, oh, most of his numbers improved like across the board this year, you know? Yeah. And honestly, as I try to think and of like more players, being, I can't think of more. He went from having a team that didn't even make the playoffs last season to this season. I think they're a championship contender and, and like, like he improved a ton, you know? So if, who who the heck are we going to give the most improved award to if it's not him, I think? Uh, yeah, I'm going through a bunch of... I'm just going through the list that people have online because I'm lazy, uh, but I'm not seeing anyone that I go, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Julius Randle went from being a, a good player to a great player and an MVP candidate from from this year, from last year to this year. Like he's now one of the best players in the league. This is such gar. This is such a garbage 
blog that I'm reading right now for most improved player for second. It has Jeremy Grant. And what the, only, the only reason it has Jeremy Grant is because his stats have shot up because, Oh, if you don't have to share the ball with Murray or Jokic, of course your numbers are right. going to go up. So it's not like he's a better player. It's just a matter of it's the classic good stats. Charles bad team. Bar- yeah. Charles Barkley talks about that. Like, he, uh, in, in, in an episode of, uh, uh, I think it was open court, Charles Barkley was on there and he goes, listen, uh, if I'm making like basically saying, if he's making a lot of money, you can bet he's going to get 25 points a game, you know, <laughs> just seriously. And uh, just that one alone, they have Michael Porter jr. On here too, which his numbers are way better, but it's sort of a similar thing with him. It's just, He's getting more touches compared to last year. And then the yeah. only the only other one that I kind of agree with is Nikola Jokic. Well, because, I mean, he did improve so much compared to, to last year, but that could also be circumstance too. Yeah. Um, I would I personally would give it to Julius Randle because yeah. Jokic was already one of the elite players in the league. Last year, Randall wasn't, uh, you know, one of the best players in the league. He was a talented player, but like he, the, his level of improvement from last year to this year is like crazy. Way, way so. more. And worth more games, like more, more one games, I should say, because they're way better than they were last year. Yeah. Do, do you also, do you think any of that has to do with the, you know, which team wasn't playing a whole lot last year? The Knicks. I know there's other teams too, but the Knicks stopped playing basketball in March of last year. Well, um, they're balling right now, you know? Fair. What do you think of six man of the year? Uh, that one has to go to Clarkson. Uh, on Utah. Yeah, I can't think of anyone else. Uh, I was thinking Harold, like at, when we did this a quarter way through the season, but I can't. Mm-hmm. Clarkson's really the only person that I see taking that mantle. Yeah, Clarkson's killing it, and he's on a team that has been really successful, uh, doing large part to him. Now they have other great players, you know, but he has been kicking butt this year. This is the best season of his career, you know. And do you know, I just don't know if he, is that like a trick? I don't know. I, I feel like sometimes, because if you think about previous like sixth man award winners, they're never on good teams. <laughs> well, no, that's not true. Name someone. Name a good Bobby sixth Jackson. man. I didn't win a championship. But he was on a good team. That's fair. Fair. You named one. That's fair. Yeah. I can name more. Really? Who else? Because yeah, if you're gonna say like Jamal Crawford or if you're gonna say Lou Williams, those are not like I don't I don't consider them. You don't consider a guy in Jamal Crawford who won three uh six man of the year awards. I mean, come on, he won three of them. Yeah, I just think it's kind of an overrated it's not a it's an award that should be done it should almost be like the it shouldn't be the sixth man of the year award it should be like the and they they shouldn't decide until the playoffs are over but like the glue guy 
the glue guy award because Jamal Crawford wasn't a glue guy. He was just like, all right, I can go score a bunch of points, but I don't think he was someone you depended on. And I honestly, we'll see what happens. I could be wrong. We'll see if Jordan Clarkson can be like a clutch player for the jazz, but I'm not seeing that happening. If I'm being honest, I don't know. I know that Mitchell's been injured. My only argument, my only argument to what you just said would be the six man role in basketball is really important, you know? So I think it's, it's, uh, worth acknowledging who's the best at that position because it's such an important at that role because it's such an important thing the six-man role is there i this that would be an interesting stat i'll look it up while we start talking about other things but if there's a stat of like six men of the year who in the same year won the nba championship and then mvps who then won the championship defensive player of the years who then won the championship to see which award is the best indicator of the success you're going to have in the playoffs. Cause I probably would... defensive player of the year. Interesting. I would guess MVP. The, the league MVP doesn't always win the championship, you know? Well, no, but neither does defensive player of the year. So all I'm looking for is which of those wins the championship the, the most. most. Yeah. Because I guarantee six man of the year, I there are not going to be that many. That win the championship? That go on to win the championship that same year. Right. Um, I'm not sure about that, but I mean, there have been six man of uh, the year players on championship teams on, on different teams. Michael Cooper won it one year coming off the bench. Well, Manu in 2008 is the first person I found. Well, I just said something really dumb. Like we were talking about six man, right? Oh, and he came off the bench. Yeah. I'm like, duh. Like, yeah, this is not great. As I'm going through this, there's not that many. Tony Kukoc is the next one. So, so far it's Tony Kukoc and Manu. What I meant, what I meant is, uh, that Michael Cooper won defensive player of the year coming off the bench. Kevin That's McHale. Kevin McHale once Bobby Jones. I think so. It looks like there's four since the six man a year award, 1983. There have been four people that have gone on to win. Uh, so not the, very many, not very many. And then MVP seems to be a lot better indicator. I, I, I won't waste our time going through and looking at all, all these right now, but I guess I not to be surprised in Manu's the last one in like the last 20 years. Manu's the only one 2008 yeah. when they beat the Cavs. Yeah. Um, Do you have um, anything else that like, I, I, I agree with you. It's going to be Jordan Clarkson. It's going to be him. Yeah. I think it's going to be Jordan Clarkson. Nobody else. Here's what's funny so. is I don't think we're going to have that many disagree. <laughs> disagreements which is not great but so be it uh rookie of the year we don't have to disagree yeah and then i would not be surprised if all of these end up bearing out uh as well none of these are i don't think it's that hard this year maybe defensive player of the year who do you have for rookie of the year rookie of the year um that one let's see um You know, I think really 
taking you a minute to think about it. I thought it was very cut and dry. I was going to stay LaMelo Ball, but. But what? He should win it. But I, I, uh, you know, there, there are other good rookies is all I'm saying. But LaMelo is probably going to win it. Are oh, uh, who I agree that there are other good rookies, but who would you even consider? Like, let's pretend that we do get to cast a vote for these things. Like, who would you cast it for? Um. Well, I'd probably give it to Lamelo. Yeah, I just, me too. I just, you know, I think I was thinking about it too much, but Lamelo. Yeah, I don't really see it. There's players that are like Anthony Edwards ended up having some great stats this year with Minnesota. Wiseman yeah, I've been got hearing that guy's name. Injured. But there aren't yeah. a whole lot of other rookies that are doing uh, what's his name got hurt, who I thought could potentially be in play. Halliburton on the Kings. Halliburton got hurt. So there's not a ton of people that. Halliburton can play some dang basketball, though. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, once again, we're looking for the only one. That's like what sucks about the NBA championship, right? It's really unfortunate that because. This is this is just a really quick rant from me. The, I absolutely loathe, and I don't even watch this show anymore, but the NBA on TNT, or sorry, inside the NBA on TNT. Is that what's called? Their after show? I still watch, I still watch the show sometimes. The reason I don't watch it is the amount of like not vitriol, but just negativeness towards Charles Barkley never winning a championship and like Shaq. Granted, Shaq is one of the great, is top 20, <laughs> top 20 you of all time. Like him, but like, I, I don't like that we give so much. I've, I've maybe I've come around since I've been chatting with you so much. We give so much power to somebody winning a championship over the legitimate talent that somebody has. Like Charles Barkley is also in the top 20 players yeah, of all I, time. And just because he didn't win a championship, I don't know why. People can just dog him for that all the time. Now, One of 30 get to I, win a championship. That's it. Now, I uh, I will say that I agree with you that uh, about the championship thing and uh, in this way, that there are all-time greats. There's great, great players never won a championship. Elgin Baylor never won a championship. Like, there's a lot of really great ones. I could go down a list, but I'm not going to. But, I mean, Chris Webber's another one, um, you know. And so rings aren't everything. That That's the only thing I want to say about that is, like, you can be a great player and one of the all-time greats and know how to win and not – have ever won a championship as a player, you know? Yeah. But winning a championship is special. I'm just saying, you know, uh, uh, it's, it shouldn't be the most important thing when you talk about how great a player is, you know, it shouldn't be that if they don't have a championship, suddenly they're no good, you know? Because, like, Chris Weber was awesome. Charles Barkley was awesome. Uh, Elgin Baylor was awesome. So, you know, and they never won a championship. But they were just unlucky in that way, you know? 
Yeah, they should have like a list of all of the people who, who Michael Jordan won championships for, all of the people LeBron James won championships for. Like that should be taken into consideration because there's a long list of people who I don't consider to be champions. Like Anderson Verjo, I'm pretty sure has a ring uh, because he played for the. He Cavs. doesn't. He turned down. He turned, turned it down. It down. Yeah. yeah. I, if, I wonder if you look up his Wikipedia, if it says that he was a champion that year, though. Uh, there's just plenty of people who aren't champions. They're just on championship teams um, and they just rode the bench. And it's just like, congrats. Like David well, West, David West has that, one. A, I'm just like, I take Charles Barkley every single day over David West's career. Yeah, that that's a good point. And that's a point that I try to make a lot you know, to people um, when I have these kinds of conversations. It's just that like Charles Barkley, he's one of the top 10 power forwards ever, you know? Um, uh, Chris Weber was a badass, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's better than a lot of people who've won championships. So that, you know, doesn't, whether a player has a championship or not, doesn't tell you, the whole story about how great a player is, you know? Yeah. Anyways, I just wanted to go on, on that for a little bit. I don't even know what got that started, what we're talking about sixth man of the year <laughs> or a uh, rookie of the year. And then it led to that. Uh, yeah. Well, who'd I, who'd I say? Oh yeah. LaMelo. Lamello. Yeah. I think, well, what's unfortunate is I'm pretty sure it's, Oh, uh, you know what? I think we might have a disagreement on this one. Defensive player of the year. i I think I know who you're going to say, and I'm going to, I'm going to zig on this one a little bit. I'm going to zag. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure you know who I'm going to say. Rudy Gobert. I'm going to say the stifle tower himself, Rudy Gobert. (sighs) I'm going to go with Ben Simmons. (laughs) Okay. That's a good one. The only reason being is, he is so good. He is such a lockdown defender. And he is. he's a lockdown defender all the time. Not to say that mm-hmm. Rudy Gobert is it. That's not what I mean. But just I perimeter perimeter defense is so much harder than being able to and I could be wrong being somebody who played the perimeter as a uh, as a high schooler and then in church ball, but the amount of mm-hmm. speed and quickness that you have to have as well as strength. If you're a small, and I know Ben Simmons is a pretty strong guy, pretty tall that you have to have in order to play defense on the perimeter is insane. He essentially makes it so that people like Rudy Gobert are superfluous. Cause if Ben Simmons does his job and everyone else on the perimeter does their job, the guys in the push should never really have to play defense. Shouldn't need, shouldn't have to get blocks. Shouldn't need to get that many defensive rebounds. Um, I know stealing the ball, but you know what I mean. The well, I, I'm, I just think that like uh, there are certain things that are tougher to do defensively on the perimeter, uh, and then there are certain things that are tougher defensively in the post. You know, do you have like an example? Um, I know that I know you, I know you're right. I'm just curious what the harder things do it like blocking shots probably that's not well you've got to you like boxing out like there's a lot of wrestling and stuff that goes on under the basket you know yeah but a lot of that i don't know 
it just seems like if you're tall, like I don't think what's his name, and I think he a j- former jazz player too, Mark Eaton, right? I don't think that yeah. guy was that good. He was just seven. I can't say I don't. When I say that good, I mean all-time great type thing. I think Mark Eaton was just in a great time to be a seven-foot-four dude, and that's why yeah, he got all those blocks good. and broke records. Right. He was good. Mark Eaton was good, but he definitely had an advantage being seven-foot-four because, as I've said before, being tall will always be an advantage in the sport of basketball. Yes. But I don't like, and I can't really argue against Gobert. If I'm being honest, he's had another stellar season doing his thing on a significantly improved jazz team. And they're a champion. Yeah, they're a championship contender. So, so he definitely deserves consideration for defensive player of the year. Yeah. All right, then we'll, we'll, we'll consider him. We'll consider him. All right, let's move on to MVP, where I also well, think that's that who I have for defensive player of the year. No, I think that's who's going to win. I think it's going to be him that wins. Yeah. I think I have Next. a bias against him, if I'm being honest, like a slight bias. Why? I don't know. Like, it's just. Maybe I should be happy. I mean, Utah is my geographic team, right? Because they're yeah. where I live 30 minutes away from, from the arena, blah, 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 blah. They're, I get to watch them the most when things aren't crazy. And I think there's just like this bias of like, I'm, I've, and I'm doing the unfair thing. And I'm like, how about you win some stuff before, uh, before we start being like, oh, I know it's a season award. I know that. I know. Yeah. But. I'm just like, do something in the, do something in the playoffs. Like a defensive player of the year should not be able to be exploited in the playoffs for your weaknesses. You should just be good at everything. (laughs) Anyways. Well, um, he's go bears a little bit of a specialist. He's a, you know, defensive guy, but he's great at playing defense, you know? So who you got for, you know what? I might zag on this one too. Let me just look up some numbers really quick, but who, who do you have for MVP this year? For MVP, it was going to be Dame Lillard. Oh, that's a good choice. And now uh, who I'm going to pick, and I went through these and kind of went back and forth, but uh, – now the person I'm going to pick, screw it. I'm just going to go Julius Randle. Whoa! I thought I was going to zag. Woo! I'm going to go. Mean, you're not wrong. Like most valuable to a given team, you're probably right. <laughs> you're probably that's probably right. Yeah. Um, and he's killing it. You know, he's kicking butt. It's not like I'm. Uh, not picking a guy who's not deserving of the award, you know. Fair, absolutely fair. He's killing it. So interesting. Um, so I don't neither of us are going to select who is inevitably going to win the award. Because the person do you who do you think is gonna win it? Maybe we'll agree on that. Who do I think is gonna win it? Probably Jokic. Yeah, that's who I also think is gonna win it. I firmly believe that the most valuable player is still 
Giannis Antetokounmpo. I know that he is not, he is not like the, it doesn't have the playoff acumen. Yeah. But once again, uh, if playoff acumen is how you base the awards, I wouldn't give an award to, I'd probably make Kawhi defensive player of the year. Uh, I would change a lot of my award. Lamella would still get rookie of the year. But it's a regular season award. It's a regular so. season award, which is fair. I would likely go with Giannis because he is still just as dominant as he has been like the last couple of years. And everyone's just like, well, you can't win three years in a row. Like, I'm sorry, if you're the most yes, valuable you, player. Yes, you damn well that's can. Fine. Yes, you. Yeah. Has there ever been a three, a three-peat MVP? Uh, you know, I don't know off the top of my head, but. I'm pretty sure it's just two in a row. Yeah. And then there I might be a year between head. Bill Russell. Huh? Dang, it's Bill Russell. He did it 1960 to 1962. Oh, well, that's not a big surprise. Yeah. And then Wilt Chamberlain, 65 to six. Oh, there we go. Okay. This one is one. I'll count Larry bird, 83 to 85. I'll count that. I don't think yeah. Bill Russell or Wilt count because of how few players and how small the league was then. But eighty. But they were the best players for their time. Yes, 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 yes. What I, what I mean by that is like this number. Like if Bill Russell had won eight in a row, <laughs> like I'd be like, all right, yeah, yeah, he yeah. should have won eight in a row. But that's impressive. Larry, Larry played with, with a lot a more. Larry had a lot more teams in the league when he played. Yeah. Anyways, that's a that's a little fun thing. But uh, that's who I would go with. He's six foot eleven unstoppable force of nature and he's just simply great and then i gotta admit Jokic has been amazing and fun to watch so smart makes oh yeah very smart decisions but uh Speaking that's larry bird, he's gonna win it Jokic has got larry bird level smarts i think you know it's crazy like julius Randle, can we explore the julius Randle thing a little bit more sure sure where uh, is that simply based on what the award is called? Most valuable player. Like, it's just like, yeah, you take him off the team. They're, they're dead. They're, they're not. a team. Yeah. Anymore. Well, if you, Randall has been killing it. I think just because of the numbers he's putting up and the success, the amount of success his team has. And when you factor in, like you said, like he is the most valuable player on that team, you know? Um, they're a good team, but with Randall, they're, they're, they're unbelievable, you know? Yeah. So you take them off that team, they become a lot more mortal. That's all I'm saying, if you know what I mean. And you're, you're spot on with that, too. Awesome. Well, let's hop into the most watchable player. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, can I go? Go for it. Um, my most watchable player is <laughs> I, I'm going with Julius Randle again. Wow. Okay. Okay. Like you, someone, someone's a little uh, Julius. <laughs> Julius. I love Julius a holic right now. I love Julius Randle. Man, he's a great player. Um, and, and I think anybody who tries to say that that guy is not fun to watch, like is lying. Like that guy 
is so fun to watch. I think he's been the most fun player to watch this season because he's having a career season. All his numbers are up across the board. He's one of the best players in the league this year. And, and I just give that award to him. I would, uh, and this is just recent. And even he had some great bursts at the start of the season, Steph Curry. I, I, I haven't watched a ton of basketball. Like I'm not going to pretend like I've been watching five hours a day uh, uh-huh. or like watching every single game that's going on. But I'll tell you what, right. each time that I flipped on a Golden State Warriors game, it is just so fun to watch the chef cook. He knocks down shots that are obscene and at such a high. I know he takes a lot of shots, but his percentages are still great. Like he's he's making five, five a game right now from three point yeah. land. And it just goes back to what everyone has said about Steph for forever. What I love about Steph is I see someone like me. I know that I am seven inches shorter than him in reality, but it's so fun to see someone who can just like, you're going to have to start picking me up at half court because I will knock shots down. If you do not respect the, the my ability, he looks, he looks like a normal dude. He looks like, like LeBron James looks like a freak of nature. Giannis. Steph, yeah. Giannis looks like a freak of nature. Yeah. Yeah. Steph doesn't look like that. He looks like a normal dude, but he just kills everybody. And, uh, you know, he's just kicks everyone's butt. And he's had more than one game this year where he's knocked down uh, double digit three point shots. Um, he, Steph's killing it this year. Steph, this year, what he's doing this year, I think is similar to what Kobe did in 0506. Kobe Bryant uh, terrorized the league in 0506. He, I've talked about this before, but that kind of year, that kind of season is what we're seeing from Steph right now. Like, he's doing unbelievable, you know? And... I'm trying to think of another, maybe LeBron James. I'm trying to think of like another, there's no one on my team. The only one I can think of is the, I think it's the 16-17 or maybe 17-18 Cavs that ended up losing to the Warriors when they didn't have Kyrie on their team. Yeah. That's all I can think of in terms of players who have done so much for a team with less. Yeah, um, let's see. Uh, it's, it's Kobe that year that you mentioned got him, like, just pulled them all. To, uh, although he had Lamar Odom. Yeah, but Lamar wasn't as good as he became later at that time. And then technically he had Kevin Love. Like, LeBron had Kevin Love, which you can say say what you will, great or not he great. He had Kevin Love. He did have Kevin Love. And you could say Steph has Andrew Wiggins or Draymond. Draymond, like those are really yeah, the only two. He has Draymond. He has some good players on his team, but he has had to carry a lot of the load. Is the only thing, and he has done a great job of doing that. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. But that's, he's my most fun player to watch this year. And then last, we want to end on, and this will be kind of a 
lead into a to, into next week's episode where I think we should predict the playoffs. I know that you wanted to do like the 80s, but I think next year we should predict the predict who's going to win the playoffs. Yeah, who's going to win the playoffs and do a more team focused thing. Yeah. But and go round we could go round by round. Do you want to do that or Yeah. And then the last question is uh best team to watch this year. Who is your favorite? Okay. The um, New York Knicks. <laughs> I love the New York Knicks, but uh, let me think here for a second. Um, I love the Knicks, but uh, most fun team to watch this year. Um, probably the most fun team to watch is that's hard for me. I I'll tell you, well, I mean, I'll do mine first. So mine is 100% just based on a single player having to play at the same time though. It's probably the Charlotte Hornets with a LaMelo ball. I think he has been. They've, they've been a lot. Yeah. Legitimately fun to watch. Like I've been thinking of uh, essentially any team that has someone who can make decisions well. So Phoenix, Denver, Charlotte, Golden State, just because of Steph. But if you have someone who is making smart choices and decisions running your team, that's usually going to be the most fun team to watch because ball movement, like just thinking of like the Warriors, 16, 17, 17, 18 Warriors, they're the most fun basketball to ever watch. Anyways, yeah. What what do you got? So, um, and it just escaped me, but uh, it wasn't. The Knicks, it's a uh, um, favorite. I just had them. I have it on the tip of my tongue. Uh, but I think I'm going to have to say, um, dang it. Uh, you know what? I'll go with Denver because I like, I like, the way, huh, can you tell people I didn't think about this before the episode? Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'll go with Denver, and my my reason why is just because offensively they're so fun to watch because Jokic is such a great passer and rebounder, and you know, uh, uh, no, you know what? I'm going to change that. I'm going to change that. I'm going to go with a team that's got another great passer on it. Okay. I'm allowed to change my mind. I'm going to change my mind. Is that okay? Uh, I'll allow it. Okay. I'm going to go with the Phoenix Suns. Okay. So essentially you, <laughs> I, I mentioned the, the Hornets, Phoenix and Denver as three teams because they have great playmakers. Uh, I think that tracks. I, I have, they, they are a fun team to watch. Yeah, I I think I'm going to go with Phoenix. Chris Paul has been one of my favorite players in the league for a long time. Uh, A long time. It's been since like 08 that I just loved that guy. And he goes to Phoenix and now they're a championship contender. And they're so fun to watch. Um, And I know that it's all because of Chris Paul, you know. 
Yeah. So uh, I got Phoenix. I can't disagree with that. Really, what I am a little bit surprised is I'm surprised how little we talked about Luca and Dallas. Just uh, yeah, they haven't been fun this year. I still they haven't I, been that fun. No, uh, they're they're doing better now than they were uh, at the beginning of the year. I think they're actually going to make the playoffs now, but they're not doing nearly as well as I thought they were going to. No, no, they are not. But I like the Phoenix Suns choice. Denver would have been a great choice too. It's just if whoever's making the decisions while I love for a team is like the most important thing for a fun team to watch. Well, I love watching good passing. You know, that's why I went from Denver with Jokic who can pass the heck out of the ball to Phoenix with Chris Paul, who can, you know, really pass the ball. So, yeah. Well, um, Hey, Steven, thanks a ton for, uh, for chatting with me today. And then next time that we have something that we want to talk about, we hope you give it a listen. Give us one more chance to change your mind.